Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast, Season 6, Episode 11. In today's episode, I am going to share with you part three of Agar the Fox and just share the day-to-day living that happens in my life. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, we are on spring break this week and we are on a little getaway with our family. Um, We went a little bit up north to get away from the 80 degree heat that's coming um, to where we live and to just sort of get away from being in our own space. I think that as a family, this has been really, really important. And we've learned through the years that when we sort of step out of our ordinary routine, especially when we are able to, it sort of resets our nervous system. Um, In particular, when we go spend time out in nature. So here we are. My family is still asleep. And I got up super early so I could watch the sunrise and record this episode. And I honestly am feeling a little bit tired just because, you know, you're like in a new place or in this really cool Airbnb and everything's super nice and the bed is super comfy, but it's not my regular bed. So I can't sleep as well and... You know, the kids are moving around a lot more and then the dog is moving. And so it just, it's one of those things that you just have to go with the flow because eventually we learn to sleep in a new environment and then we all get the rest that we need. But last night was not that night. (sighs) Excuse me. So I'm sitting here in the living room with the window open or the blinds open just watching the sunrise and it's so nice it's just so nice to sit here and not have to worry about getting the kids ready to go to school and me having to get ready for a job and sometimes I wonder what kind of life we could build where we didn't have to do the day-to-day living because it can feel exhausting but until I figure that out, we will just take these little getaways whenever we can and sit in the acknowledgement of that privilege that we do have because I know not everybody can do this. So I am super, super grateful for it. Um, so yeah, I think we'll just take it easy this week. I have my first creativity workshop on Saturday and I am so excited and nervous and just like eager all at the same time. I, um, there's a lot of things that I've been wanting to put out in the world and I just haven't had the right tools or the right sort of information to have it come together. And so after this training to be a life coach, it really just it gave me the tools that I know I can share now with people so that we can go in this journey together for self-discovery, self-growth, just acknowledgement of that creative part of ourselves and really take the next step into what does it mean to live a creative life and how do I listen to myself and sort of 
not drown out, but quiet down the voices outside of ourselves. And I, I think as parents or as people who work with children, that is really crucial. And we can't really listen to them if we don't know how to listen to ourselves. And so I think this workshop is really going to help people just give them the space and the time and the tools to be able to learn how to do that even just a tiny little bit and then from then that they can develop those skills themselves a little bit further so i'm excited like i mentioned i am a little bit nervous about it i think the first time you do anything there's lots of nerves that happen with it and so i think just getting the courage to work through those things and know that it's okay if it's not perfect and that things are going to happen and that um, it's a learning experience uh, just kind of walking myself through those feelings that I have so yeah I am just in the process of doing all of that and I'm hoping that it'll be a really cool thing that I can do once a quarter eventually once I have more capacity I could do it more often but I also wanted to find a place that I could support locally and I found the most amazing studio rental place that um, I can help support as well as uh, they can help support me. So it's just a, a relationship between businesses, a relationship between people, a relationship between ideas. Like I think just the idea of relationships is really sort of calling out to me um, through this whole project or endeavor or whatever you want to call it I don't know anyways so that's sort of what's going on with me um, I also feel this very intense spring energy coming where I want to do all of the things now that winter is sort of finishing up and I have this like I think the workshop is coming at a perfect time and it, it just like this invigorating sensation of okay let's get these ideas out into the world let's start you know planting more things and just seeing what happens and just this kind of excitement behind it as opposed to you know a couple months ago was still very much i just want to rest i just want to like sit in this winter that we have um, so it's a nice little pace of change for me uh, okay so with that being said i did finish part three of agar the fox um i think for this particular part i'm calling the parts they're not really chapters but this section of the story i wanted to hit on something that was really important for me because growing up i think i really felt fear but nobody saw it that way and a lot of highly sensitive people or people that have sensitivity because of their neurodivergence whether it's adhd or autism or whatever it is i think there's a sensitivity that comes with being neurodivergent that a lot of people have a hard time understanding the way it shows up and so i wanted to really write this part of the story because i wanted to share this part of how i've experienced fear in my life and where that has led me and how it's not really what people would assume it is so um i'll read the story and then if i have a little bit of time if the kids are still asleep i don't know if they are can't see their faces they're facing away from the camera so i think they're asleep um <laughs> uh, if i have a little bit of extra time at the end then i'll go more into it but all right so just kind of listen to what is happening with agar okay agar the fox part three 
I took a few sips of my coffee and let the crisp morning air wash over my body. Taking a deep breath in, I felt a bit of warmth from my coffee mug. At least my coffee didn't get completely cold, I thought to myself as I tried to figure out my next steps. I settled on deciding to eat some breakfast before I figured out what my next move would be. I knew that the fox would be back. Eventually, it was going to come back for me. I wasn't so sure if he wanted to really hurt me or what his deal was. All I knew was that I wanted to give him a hug and tell him that he didn't need to be afraid. And, at the same time, I knew that if I were to stay in the mountains for a few days, I would need to go through the mountain to get to the good hiking spots. I couldn't go around the mountain simply to try to avoid him. I was going to have to go through the mountain at some point. I remember the way that Gus talked about the students in that Montessori class and how all of their behavior stemmed from something. And the natural instinct of the little humans was always kindness, order, and maintaining a sense of peace. Thinking back on the fox incident, I had to admit that I was a little shaken by it, but I also understood that there was a reason why he acted in this way. The question was, did I want to stay to find out? I didn't want to give up and rearrange what I felt I needed to simply do because he bit me. In fact, I knew that things would work out the way they were meant to. That unshakable, deep trust always carried me in every decision that I made. So I decided to make an egg scramble, one of my favorite meals. Chopping up the onions, bell peppers, and tomatoes always made me feel like I was taking the extra time to give myself something delicious. It's an important skill I have learned to accept that sometimes the better thing for us is to do. The, sorry, to accept that sometimes the better thing for us to do is to take a little extra time. Crunch, crunch. If you're thinking about coming back to bite me, you better rethink that. I shouted as I continued to chop the veggies. Silence. But if you're looking to apologize for biting me, well, then you can join me for some breakfast. I smiled because I knew that food was always a great way to connect with others. Crunch. I will take that as a yes. You'll join me and I'll just make extra food. I wasn't even sure if this fox liked egg scramble, but I figured he was probably hungry. Maybe that's why he took a bite of my arm. I turned around and saw him sitting at the edge of the pathway near all the trees where he had ran off last time. He looked a little remorseful, his head tilting to the side as if checking if I was going to hurt him or not. His big bushy tail cuddled the rest of his body, showing no signs of anger or aggression. Don't worry, I'm not going to try to get revenge on you or anything. He just stared at me. I promise. Look, I showed him my arm. I was able to heal myself, so really, no worries. He took a tiny step forward and then looked around. I could sense that he wanted to come closer, but something was holding him back. I finished making the breakfast and served it in two plates. Pulling out my chair to my little table, I smiled at him. Here you go, little guy, I said and patted the spot next to me. I took another deep breath in and noticed that he completely froze. His snout faced north and his tail was wildly swinging. Danger, he finally said. I was shocked that he spoke at all, that I didn't really pay attention to what he said. What? I asked quickly. Danger, his tail kept swinging. You are in danger. Oh, I didn't know how to respond to that. Do I have to leave or something? Silence. Okay, I wasn't sure if I could sit down on the way or not. My body had stayed halfway standing and halfway sitting. Well, I'm just going to start eating my breakfast and we'll see what we'll do about the danger after I eat. Seeing how relaxed I was allowed him to calm down a bit, and apparently the threat of danger had passed. He quickly came over to the plate and devoured the entire meal within two seconds. He licked his long whiskers with his tongue. 
I continued to eat in silence and enjoy the beautiful weather. I couldn't get over the smell of the trees. Getting lost in my thoughts, I had noticed that he was staring at me. So, I said once I realized that he wasn't taking his eyes off of me. Are we going to talk about why you bit me? He put his head down. I'm Agar, he finally said quietly. Agar is my name. Well, hello, Agar. I smiled kindly at him. My name is Isabel, and it is nice to officially meet you. Silence. Okay, what was it with this piercing silence? I sat with him and with my own discomfort of the silence. If I continued to learn anything from these characters, it was that I didn't need to fix anything or fill the silence with my words. I have to go, Agar said quickly and took off. Great, I thought. I'm going to have to chase him into the woods. I gotta go put my shoes on. We had made some progress, and at least now I knew his name. I wasn't sure what the danger part meant earlier, but I was curious enough to go after him and find out. Maybe it was another fox or some other character that was going to come after us. Whatever it was, I knew that the next step for me was to simply go out and enjoy the mountains while I searched for Agar. I put on my hiking boots, gathered some snacks and water in my pack, and headed out. Wearing my favorite hat, I adjusted my ponytail and started off. I always loved the way my hair swayed side to side as I walked. Somehow it reminded me that movement was all I ever really needed to feel alive. The trees were magnificent. Their trunks their trunks would take five of me to get our arms around them. I loved standing at the bottom of all these trees and just looking up. It made me feel so protected. Somehow, whenever I felt afraid, I just had to reconnect myself to this feeling, and then I could feel courageous again. Although I wasn't afraid in the moment, I knew that Agar was afraid of something. If only I could find him, I thought to myself, and then I remembered that he could hear my thoughts. Not sure how far my reach was to him, I gave it a shot. Hey, Agar, I'm going for a hike. Come join me, if you like. These mountains were gorgeous, but the steep climb up was exhausting. I stopped to get some water and sat on a big rock. As I continued to add to my I love nature list, I thought about how clear my head always felt all away from all the noise. There is no focus on doing or being productive or trying to do the next right thing. You can just be and feel so good in the presence of all the beauty. Agar came walking down the path, still looking a little unsure of himself. Hey, buddy, I said, waving eagerly at him. Listen, he began to say in that quiet, soft voice of his. I still don't think you should go through this mountain. Oh, I said, not sure what he was so afraid of. I understand that this makes you a little afraid, but I've got this. Then I knelt down right in front of him, looking directly into his eyes. I could almost feel his heart coming out of his body. I know that you're trying to protect me, I continued to say as I maintained a calm energy, and I really appreciate that. But you've got to calm down a bit if we're going to go through this mountain together. You mean you want me to come with you? Even after I attacked you, he couldn't believe that I wasn't upset with him. Of course, I smiled. The more the merrier, right? Then I began walking. Agar followed right behind me. After about 20 minutes of walking, I noticed something interesting. Every time I looked over at Agar, he had this look in his eyes. It was hard to figure out, but it was like a hypervigilance or awareness of how I was behaving. If I adjusted my hat or reached my water, his body tensed up a bit. Finally, I decided to take another little break and see what was going on. Phew, that was exhausting. I need a short break. I said as I found another rock to sit on. Yes, it is so tiring, he said in agreement. Do you need some extra water or for me to do anything to help? Um, nope, I'm good, I said awkwardly. What was happening to him? He seemed so unsure of himself, as if, as if trying to do things that would please me. Maybe he was trying to avoid conflict to establish a sense of safety for himself. 
I had read about this in a book where instead of going into flight, fight, freeze mode, they go into something else. But I couldn't remember the name. Fawn. What? said the fox. What does that mean? I forgot he could hear my thoughts for a second. Oh, I was just trying to think of a word and I finally remembered it. His face was so sweet and I wonder what had hurt him so bad in the past that he had all these coping mechanisms for himself. Clearly, this is the reason why he had attacked me before. There was no sense of safety for him, and all I wanted to do was hug him and tell him that he was safe with me. Agar, I approached him slowly. I want you to know that you are safe with me. I'm not going to try to hurt you. In fact, it will always be the opposite of that. I'm also really grateful that you showed up. He blushed a little and looked around, not sure what to do. And, I continued to tell him softly, here's the crazy part. His pointy ears perked up and his cell swooshed from one side to the other. You don't have to do or be anything for me to accept you. I will just be here with you in whichever form you can show up. That is the reason why I'm not mad that you attacked me. I could almost see a little smile on his snout. And this is also the reason why you don't need to please me. You can tell me what your boundaries are, what you want to do on this hike, etc. I stopped to let all of that sink in for him. He slowly came up to me and rubbed his body against my leg like a cat. I put my arms around him and felt his body instantly release attention. His little furry body melted into my arms. Suddenly, the new suddenly this new path opened up in the forest like magic. I knew that this was the way we needed to go. Oh my gosh, that's cool. I just looked out the window and the sunrise is amazing. Like I wish you could see it in video or something. Um so yeah, I think for a lot of highly sensitive people or just part of the sensitivity that comes with however your brain works is that we learn very early on that oh, excuse me, I'm like all congested. Um we learn very early on that we need to be hyper aware of other people's behaviors and emotions and or not all of us, but a lot of us. And so we tend to become what someone would call a people pleaser, where we do things in order to keep the status quo. We do things so that we don't cause conflict because we know that that disrupts everything. And we can sort of predict ahead of time what that would do. And I would say that this has been one of my biggest um, downfalls because society really applauds this kind of behavior you know it's honestly what got me into the type of teacher that I became getting the awards that I got um, getting the praise that I normally get is because I'm really good at figuring out what people want from me and then just doing that and if it goes against what I naturally want most of the time in the past, I have ignored what I felt I needed to do and just did what they wanted me to do. And of course, this is all like subconscious, right? It's not like I usually, it's not like I'm acutely aware that that's what's happening. It just happens because my nervous system has been wired in that way. And when I feel fear, it's not necessarily that I fight and attack like Agar did or that I flee you know in flight like he did at the beginning or that I freeze although sometimes that does happen to me um I do freeze up a lot it has always been that I fawn and I figure out what it is that people want from me and then I do it and I think I'm at the point in my life now where I realize like that's not okay and I can't keep doing that like I cannot do that for the sake of 
trying to survive. And so in the story, you know, Agar learns that, oh, I, I, this is what I need to do now. And Isabel very direct and very connected with him just sort of lets him know, like, you don't need to do that. That's okay. Like, it's okay. You don't have to be like that. You don't have to be like anything. You can just be, and that's enough. So I think that's just interesting um, for a lot of you that are listening because sensitive people in nature tend to lean towards this response. Um, So that's a good question for you to sort of ponder through the week. When was the last time that you sort of just did something because you thought that's what you needed to do? in order to keep the peace or maintain the peace or whatever. Um, And you didn't really do what you wanted to do. You thought about what other people needed before what you wanted. And how how is that working out for you? How has that worked out for you in your whole life? Um, Yeah, just sort of sit with that. And I will come back next week with the next and final part of Agar. I'm excited to share with you what that's going to be. And, um, I still have to discover it myself because I'm not 100% sure. But anyways, um, I hope that you have a fantastic week. I'm going to soak up this beautiful sunrise. Hopefully the wild horses come back. We saw them in the back yesterday. Um, And we're just going to go explore nature a little bit today. And I'm going to do some of those things that I want to do and learn to communicate with my family what my needs are. Because if Agar has taught me anything, it's that... We have to work through some of those fears and allow ourselves to be truly seen by the people we love the most. So I'm going to go and work on that today. And I hope that you can do the same this week. And I will talk to you next week. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Plata Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or just share it with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. Bye.